Hello, and welcome back to the Vanquisher's Guide. I'm Randy. I'm Bradley. And I'm Bryce. Welcome to our second installment of our Halloween special. I'm so excited. It's Halloween. I'm so excited. And this episode is actually going to be, much like last year's special Halloween episode, a little bit different. Although I guess that technically makes it kind of the same, because it's not the first (laughs) time that this has been done. Regardless, though. Different in the same way. It's going to be the same different, in that we're not doing one singular creature or thing or whatever. We're actually splitting today's episode up into three creatures. What so, are you telling me that we get to hear from all three of us with our no, three Halloween not, creatures? It's not at all what I mean. We're just doing oh. three creatures, and I'm talking the entire time. Oh, so, oh, oh, right. So you're, brace, you're like presenting. Brace yourself. Yeah. <laughs> well, well uh, no, no, no. probably no, no, no. Uh, pop, I popcorn. My mind. I changed my mind. No, 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 no. Okay, no. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. So we are going to be hearing from all three of us today because we all did uh, a short little excerpt for today's episode which is exciting yeah uh do we want to introduce our creatures first and then get into them or do we want to introduce them as we go through we have we to think? save prices for a, like a final a, reveal as, as a for yeah. surprise all right i, I think we reveal them as we go I mean, that sounds gotta, good to me gotta keep uh, then, the listeners on their toes <laughs> keep the magic alive no wait that's christmas okay <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah man a couple more months okay <laughs> well then i will go ahead and get into it uh, this week for the spooky Halloween season, I wanted to do a, actually, I, I just realized last year I did a ghost and this year I'm doing another different type of ghost. So I'm just keeping the trends ghost? going. Technically it's a ghost. Yeah. So Ooh, okay. this year we're uh, talking about the legend, the amazing Bloody Mary. Are you guys familiar oh. with the bloodiest yeah. of Marys? Uh, the drink is awful. I'm sorry if anybody likes those. That's oh, true. Who That's puts true. tomato juice in without, like, nah. It's like, yeah. it's like people who want to get drunk, but also want to pretend like they're, they're like, healthy. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, I put, I'm healthy. I'm fancy. I'm killing myself at the same time. I put I rum in my, uh, in my soup, so it's the same thing. <laughs> oh my god, you monster. <laughs> <laughs> I'm making myself feel better. And meanwhile shutting down my internal organs excellent <laughs> so yeah yes. i don't imagine we're gonna like be slinging out some epic bloody mary recipes are we? no no well, i don't we unfortunately and had bloody marys while we did the episode if only but it was a surprise we got to keep the surprise the magic alive so um, unfortunately but I, I couldn't think, i think i've seen a like a spoof scary movie where they have oh, true bloody mary in it and that i mean other than like the basic knowledge i don't know much about like the actual lore okay okay so just off of the uh joke movie that isn't a real scary movie so therefore not real excellent <laughs> yep <laughs> i think i remember it's like you gotta spin around a couple times and like say your <laughs> name a couple of times and like beetlejuice she'll just pop in and like kill right. you, have you guys yeah. have you guys ever done that like gone into the bathroom turn the lights off and done it um not that I remember, not that I know of. If I did do it, it's been wiped from my memory by the demon that I summoned. So <laughs> I don't think I did. I, I think I might have like gone into a bathroom, stared in the mirror, and thought about <laughs> it for a minute, and then was like, "Nah, it's honestly better not." Worth and I have I have been dared to do it when I was a little kid. It was last week. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> when I was growing <laughs> up, uh, I was at like a little like party or something, and we were doing like truth or dare, and I had to do it, and like 
I was I was terrified. <laughs> I was like, I what mean, if it yeah. happens? Everyone's brave until the lights go off at night, and then yeah. it, you're suddenly. Those... I was the kid that would turn their lights off of in the basement and just sprint upstairs. Run upstairs, so like, absolutely. I, I mind... know there's someone behind uh, me. Yeah, your mind will just completely start playing tricks on you. I like, get that for sure. I did. I like. I bent. I did the whole like gorilla crawl up the stairs. Like <laughs> <laughs> that way, in case something grabs your foot, you're, you're already got your hands on the <laughs> stairs. You can grab the stairs and hold on. Yeah. Yeah, you're I ready. I was going to say, that way, if, like, anybody's looking down the dark stairway, you can <laughs> see the <laughs> hell out of them. I never thought of <laughs> that. That's amazing. They think but you're the monster. running up the stairs, man. <laughs> oh, that's so much worse and so much better. Uh, I, unfortunately, never had an experience like that where I could got the opportunity to scare somebody, which yeah. kind of bums me out. Wow. What a what a disappointing childhood I have. Now I have to buy a house <laughs> with a basement. <laughs> Just to scare somebody. Just to scare someone. An elaborate oh route. man! Well, <laughs> elaborate ruse, and maybe that's exactly what this entire creature, this entire person is, is just an elaborate ruse. Because uh, as we go through today, it is very fluctuative based off of like what story you're listening to, what needs to happen, and what is supposed to happen. Everything changes. Like Bloody Mary is very different depending on who you ask. So I'm gonna be generally talking about like the kind of most accepted the wide the most widely told story and then also mentioning every once in a while the differences that exist as we go through but just so that you know if you end up if you've heard of a story of bloody mary that was very different from this uh that's not not all that surprising because there's no there is another story definitely let us know because sure a ton yeah there you go hey get the plugs in early what did you do to summon Bloody Mary yeah. at 3 a.m. for your YouTube video <laughs> contact? How did you get haunted? <laughs> okay, so Bloody Mary. She is technically a ghost. Definitely. Uh, definitely technically. Uh, and depending on the which story you're listening to, uh, most of them decide or like agree that she was an unhappy woman who either committed suicide or like uh committed suicide due to having her baby stolen or was accused of murdering her children and committed suicide. One of the two. And so she clearly died in a very horrific manner from a very, very devastating experience, either having accidentally killed her children or purposely killing her children or having her child stolen and then ending her own life. So very, very sad beginning. And because of that, her spirit was like, kind of driven mad from either grief or anger or whatever and made it so she was able to become the ghost that she is and was able to haunt the world. And she was a little bit unique that she would haunt the world through mirrors specifically. Not really sure why it was specifically mirrors. That's never really, I couldn't find a specific reason why, a specific answer, other than perhaps it was because when she committed suicide, it was in front of a mirror and the mirror kind of like captured her soul in the mirror. So it could be because of that. Is that like the only possible connection that you found? It's the only one that I've seen. And that's like, that's something that pops up in media a lot is that like, it was like, she was killed in front of a mirror or by a mirror or something like that. So that's where like mirrors can suck up souls and like uh, souls can get trapped inside of mirrors. That's a pretty common uh, theory or philosophy or whatever. And so like that, that does appear man. exactly. So like that does appear in media 
fairly often, but whether that was originally part of the folklore or not, I'm not sure. That could just be something that that modern media has created just to like add some extra stuff to it. But that's as far as I could tell, the only reason that I really know of why she's uses mirrors. But we know that she does use mirrors because that will come in handy in a little bit to be able to get a get a hold of her. But the whole thing with Bloody Mary, if you haven't heard of her before, is that it's usually like a party game, if you will. One of those things that kids do when they're kind of alone at home, like they got a sleepover and it's like midnight, everyone's bored and they all want to start messing with each other, trying to scare each other. It's one of those yeah. things, all those kind of parties that Brad was going to at night. He was talking yeah. about how like he was doing it nonstop all the time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just summon those demons. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it got nothing better to do. Get Pop out the Ouija board and start going to town. Yeah, so, you, you know those kids in their dang fangled yeah. like demon parties. <laughs> those new fangled Everybody demons. wants some of those. <laughs> exactly. So it's a thing that like kids would do, which is like to try and like scare each other slash try and get people like to do stupid things because kids are kids. So the theory of what you would do and like the dare that kids would put on each other was you were supposed to go in front of a mirror, usually by yourself because it adds the creep factor in a completely dark room and generally at midnight. And you're supposed to, in front of this mirror, say her name either three times or depending on the, Lore, it could be up to 13 times or somewhere Holy around smokes. there. Yeah. So depending on who you talk to, the number is either 13, 3, 33, 20. It, like, it kind of changes, but usually it's three times. That's the typical number. 333 times. Come on. <laughs> You're going to be there for the rest of the night. Good Dude, luck. I guess that's why As... nobody's summoned her yet, you know? It's just like <laughs> nobody's a very specific number. Yeah. Nobody's <laughs> had the time. So you go in front of the mirror and you say her name three times. And if you're brave enough to do it, then theoretically she should appear to you. Uh, there's also some lores that instead of saying her name, you can instead say, Bloody Mary, I've killed your baby, which is dark. Uh, yeah, or man. you could say, I believe in Mary Worth. And Mary oh, Worth Mary we'll talk Worth. about a little bit later. We that's, got a name. That's, uh-huh, a more in-depth name than just Bloody Mary. But supposedly if you were to do that theoretically she should show up uh problem is is she's not usually very happy about showing up she doesn't really seem to like being summoned and so you're usually gonna suffer the consequences of it most of the time uh like several ghosts she can take on a a physical form um but she can do it relatively easily it seems like especially because she was like summoned to your mirror it seems like and so because of that, she will very often harm the person that summoned her, uh, whether that means like just disfiguring them, like cutting off limbs or something like that. She sometimes will just straight up decapitate people, uh, slitting their throats or scratching out their eyes, like all kinds of terrible, gruesome ways to kill people or maim them. And is that that's that's our favorite things to do. Uh, there are some stories where instead of her killing the person or severely injuring them, she's quote-unquote merciful, is the way people describe it, which I don't know if I necessarily agree, because in these situations, instead of hurting the person, she just takes them with her, just kidnaps them, and they disappear forever. 
uh, presumably like into the mirror realm or down to hell or wherever. Who I don't know. I mean, so. maybe it's like a party dimension in the other side. You know, <laughs> maybe it is. I don't know. Just taking you to Perhaps. party land. That's sick. But so that's uh that's kind of the story of of Bloody Mary and what she was supposed to do in kind of the lore. But that's not actually how it started out. Like the original story of Bloody Mary was kind of different. And it's like over time evolved to be what it is now, interestingly enough. Uh, the first versions of Larry, Bloody Mary, before we get to who she is and everything else, is kind of interestingly, it was kind of a way to like see into your future a little bit. The original summoning tip. The way that it was supposed to go is a young woman was supposed to take a mirror and stand at the end of a flight of stairs backwards. Uh, so like the back, the, the stairs are behind her, the going up behind her. And then oh. she was supposed to have a candle in her hand and the mirror in her hand and look into the mirror behind her. And then there should be, oh, and she's also supposed to be in a dark room, dark house. And supposedly if she gave, looked into the mirror, she should be able to see her husband's face in the mirror next to her up, standing up on the stairs. This sounds really dangerous. Like, it's yeah, very precarious, yes. you know? You gotta be in very. the dark, on, like, not looking down a flight of stairs, just on the edge with a lit, uh -huh. like, source of flame in your hand, and just... <laughs> How many wow. house fires started because the person tripped and accidentally <laughs> fell down the stairs? Yeah. yeah. Uh, but the, the problem is, is that that didn't always work. So sometimes, instead of seeing their husband's, or their future husband's face, that is, they instead would see a skull in the mirror next to their face and that would indicate that rather than them being married eventually it meant that they would die before they ever had a chance to be married which is kind of sad it's just means that they had no hope in their future essentially of being in a relationship so um that that actually was such a thing such a trope that in the 20th century there was halloween greeting cards that were sent out that had that exact like depiction on it it showed a girl standing in front of a mirror with a man like in the mirror standing next to her, but not in the picture. And then there was like a picture, like a, like the silhouette of a witch up on the wall next to her. And it was a greeting card for Halloween saying that like looking into the glass and seeing your future. So that that's how uh, Halloween greeting cards used to be back in the day. Not not so much anymore. Interestingly enough, a weird greeting card. I know, right? Honestly. Yeah, it's a little bit strange to me, and I don't really understand how it's like necessarily specifically Halloween themed. But I mean, to each their own. Maybe like Halloween is the time to meet your future husband or wife. I don't know. I mean, oh, does this work for like the opposite sex as well? Yeah, it's hard to know. <laughs> it's only ever mentioned having a young woman looking into the mirror, uh, and therefore seeing her future husband. But, I mean, I would say, therefore, at that point, if the woman's able to see who her, her husband is, then, theoretically, Halloween's the time for women to just come up to people randomly and be like, hey, you're my future husband, just so you know. I just saw you in a mirror. Congratulations. We're going to be mm -hmm. married. So, women are out there staring into mirrors and then tracking down the man she, they saw. And men are just standing around waiting for women to come up to them and say, congratulations, I guess. That was old Halloween for us. No Man, more trick-or-treating, it was just that. What a weird time. That would have been. Yeah. It was, it was a different time. Um, so that's, that's the 
old version of what the kind of where the legend of Bloody Mary kind of started, it seems like, because it was had very similar kind of tones and it, and it also had to do with like the magic of looking into a mirror. Uh, the what is it? What's it called? Uh, Captotromy, Captotromancy, something like that. Uh, that's the mat, the, the act of looking into mirrors to try and summon things. Man, I had no idea that like mirror magic actually had a name. That's yeah, awesome. everything's got a name, everything's got to have a name. Uh, but so that's where like this idea of being able to summon things through mirrors seems to have like started and then it became Bloody Mary over time. And uh, actually, funny enough. Real quick side note, there's also a like legend in Japan that is basically the exact same story as uh, Bloody Mary. It's it's very, very similar. It, it is kind of like Bloody Mary mixed with Moaning Myrtle, if you are familiar <laughs> with the Harry Potter series. And it's not so. like the uh the like Japanese version of like the ring, right? No, no, no. This one right. is uh is the name of it is uh Hanako San, I think is how it's pronounced. And it's about a little girl who, depending on the story, she's either bullied and therefore commits suicide or her parents accidentally kill her or she just gets into an accident and dies. But something happens where she ends up dying and she ends up kind of like haunting a bathroom. And if you go into the bathroom and say their name, then she'll appear in front of you in the bathroom. And she usually is haunting like a specific toilet in the bathroom, strangely enough. So that's why I say she's a little bit like Moaning Myrtle. But Yeah, yeah, I can see the connection there. Just kind of interesting, like she's usually very specifically haunting that one toilet, but it's very similar to uh, Bloody Mary just because of being at most of the time in the stories of Bloody Mary, people are going into bathrooms and looking into the bathroom mirror and summoning it. So it's not necessarily specifically a bathroom mirror for Bloody Mary, but most of the time it does end up being that way. So do you feel like bathrooms are like innately scary, like a dark bathroom? I feel it's like kind of like a weird thing, right? But I think I think they might be just because of how small they typically are compared to most other rooms in your house. It's because of that, like in a dark bathroom, it's a little bit more claustrophobic than you're used to, and it's dark. So I could see. I think it's a little bit creepier than normal. Well, oh, it's also where you're like the most vulnerable, right? Like, oh, right. <laughs> well, I suppose. Yeah, maybe, maybe. they'll be like a zombie clown. Quite climbing under the stall you know you never yeah, know. don't want to get attacked with the pants down <laughs> literally <laughs> but i would honestly say like the bigger like public restrooms if the lights ever go off in those man it's like really spooky pretty creepy yeah that's yeah. fair those are rooms that are almost never like they're never supposed dark. to be dark, really. they're, they're supposed to always have lights on so i get that it's like it's one of those situations where it's spooky because of how strange it is and how clearly something's wrong or not functioning right so that makes sense but that being said uh there are actually some pretty interesting explanations as to theoretically what bloody mary is in real life like like if the bloody mary is a real thing here's some like in-world explanations that could be what the legend started from or or perpetuated from perhaps uh one of them is theoretically there is the phenomena of staring into mirrors causing hallucinations especially when you're in a dark dim room very low light if you stare into a mirror for a prolonged period of time that actually has been proven to create hallucinations 
Uh, oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Is that so something a I lot could, of I should like go try? I don't know. I I was oh, so right. wanting to try it, but I was dude. also two days later really wanting. I'm just like, missing. I'm still looking. He's crazy. He just completely lost it. Driven insane, yeah. just carrying mirrors around with. <laughs> That's why I kind of wanted to try it, but at the same time, I was like, I don't know. I I just I don't want to open that can of worms. Really? Yeah. Do you dare tempt fate? Exactly. <laughs> but the the theory is so like it the hallucinations that it's supposed to generate is that like you're supposed to like theoretically see facial features starting to melt or like your facial features will distort disappear or like rotate uh sometimes you'll have like elements of other animals being brought into like your face or like you'll see other strange faces near you or like behind you or things like that things like that those kind of crazy weird hallucinations and uh there's actually a, a professor of the university of urbino uh, I think is how you pronounce it. Uh, he has studied this phenomena and thinks that the reason that it's happened is because of a thing that he calls the strange face illusion. And he thinks that basically what it is is a consequence of like dissociative identity effect where like your brain just like stops recognizing itself. Like, or, like the brain stops recognizing its own face and like your facial recognition systems just kind of freak out. And your brain just starts making up stuff because it can't recognize its own face anymore. And you just kind of start to lose it. Like kind of one of those situations where like, you know, if you stare at something for so long, then you start to like see it weird. And like you like it start you like your brain starts making up stuff on it. You know, yeah. am I the only yeah. one that does that? No, I, so, I totally get that as well. Like it's it's yeah, it's basically that situation where it's like it's so dim. The room is dim. So like your brain's having to do already a lot of like guesswork in what it's seeing anyway. And then you're staring at it for so long, so your brain just kind of makes stuff up. So that's know. what he thinks is a reason for that kind of hallucination. But it seems really spooky, man. I don't like this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But so that's theoretically the reason for the mirrors. And then, of course, we have to try and figure out who Bloody Mary was. Uh, and there's real quickly, there's a couple of people through history that have been thought of as maybe the origin for who bloody mary was and i'm sure that you guys will at least recognize one of these because she's like probably the most famous person associated with her and that is mary the first the queen of england uh she is anytime anybody mentions bloody mary she's always like at the top of the list of people uh rightly so because when she was around and alive she actually had about 300 religious dissenters burned at the stake while she was around and that act caused the people to nickname her bloody mary so it makes sense why people think that the legend the urban legend of bloody mary is based on her because that was her nickname when she was around so yeah maybe she's uh just still looking for religious dissenters you know <laughs> yeah maybe everybody who like says their the name in the mirror must be a dissenter so she's got to execute them perhaps seven-year-old me yep 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 you're a religious dissenter i'm sorry bad news but it's like the thing of like oh if you believe in the the heretical like paranormal then you must be like yeah ended right but even is, though i'm paranormal which is i was just gonna say which is ironic thing. because she's a paranormal <laughs> entity therefore proving that they're real even though she's hate against them it's a whole thing but the second one that a lot of people associate with is a lady named Elizabeth Bathory. Uh, I think is how you pronounce her name. The, this was a 17th century Hungarian countess. Now, this one is 
not as definitively true as Queen Elizabeth. Uh, this one's a lot of hearsay of like supposedly she did this, but as the story goes, she supposedly tortured and killed almost 650 girls and women and then oh, bathed God. in their blood. So Jeez. she was, yeah, she was also accused of being a vampire, obviously, because of obviously. this. So, well, yeah, like, she's it just doesn't end. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's just like gross. That's not even like, yeah, I mean, like it's... that's awful, like terrible. But like, that's gross. But at the same time, like, that's just allegedly what happened. We have no proof or, like, no hard evidence that that's actually what happened. Elizabeth Bathory could have been a totally great, fine person, and nothing could have happened. But stories started. And uh, (laughs) blood. So that's all the proof I need. You know what? Great point. Concrete evidence. Let's lock her up now. I don't know. So that's where she's an interesting person to mention, but I kind of take that as a grain of salt because of how it's mostly just hearsay. But the last one we're going to mention is, again, another kind of hearsay story because it's not only a person that may have existed, it's also a story that has two different versions of it. So this one is kind of the most ambiguous, but it actually has that name we mentioned earlier. Uh, So the last person we're going to talk about is mary worth which if you remember earlier was the quote-unquote name of bloody mary uh that is one of the ways that you're supposed to be able to summon her is by calling out the specific name of mary worth uh supposedly miss worth was supposed to have been a woman who either killed or tortured or something escaping slaves who were trying to escape the american south and go up north via the underground underground railway and so apparently yeah she was just a terrible human being and just killed a bunch of people like that therefore making her evil enough i suppose to hunt after she died um the other story for mary worth is that perhaps she was instead a woman who was burned at the stake during the witch trials in the salem witch trials era and that's where she then was killed so horrifically and unjustly that she continued on and haunted so those are the two stories for Mary Worth, but both of those stories have very little evidence to back them up. I think it's just people trying to find a way to connect that name to a horrific event, personally. Kind of interesting that we don't see many song or uh, connections to like her baby being killed or anything. In those yeah, it definitely. It's it's very much that's a core part of the story and even a way to summon her, and yet. None of the quote unquote people that are supposed to be like the origin of her had anything to do with a baby or killing babies or anything like that. They were just like terrible, terrible women that did terrible things. And it's like, okay, I don't really see why she was then associated with baby's death, but okay, sure. Why not? Got to just add in another sad point of history to make her even more of a terrible ghost, I suppose. All very mysterious. Yeah, and that is the story of Bloody Mary, the intriguing ghost that everybody's kind of heard of, but uh, nobody's uh, really owning up to having summoned yet. Supposedly, everyone's heard about them, but I don't know. I know I've never summoned her. No, of course not. Definitely not me. Hey, me. I have new weekend plans. <laughs> <laughs> well, tell us how those go, man. Yeah, I'd love to hear. If you can, tell us about mm-hmm. them. If you're not if insane I- or decapitated. 
I'll keep you posted. After you spend three hours staring into the mirror, <laughs> I'd love to know how that goes. Well, I gotta walk upstairs holding uh, a candle, and it's it's gonna, be yeah. a whole, it's gonna be a whole thing. Meet your future husband. Congratulations, you can do it. Oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> but with that, I think I will pass the torch on to our next uh, presenter. You could have just that may be. the candle, and it would have been great. Oh dang! I will pass the candle along with my mirror, <laughs> and you can then look into the mirror to see who our who our next creature is. There Speaking you go. of really cool, and by cool I mean like demonic and horrible, like physically uh, cold. Yeah, uh, women. Oh, probably pretty cold. Um, yeah. I wanted to talk about some demons today. Ooh, and so what's a demon? Uh, Valak, which um is the name for the demon of the nun if you've seen that scary movie i didn't know it had a name yeah me either until just now i, I thought it's <laughs> not the nun i so all i ever knew I, I guess like really quick like hopefully this isn't getting too much into it but is like valak like the name of the demon that is the nun oh we're or gonna get it into like it. Um, okay okay because valak is also like has has names like the nun or the crooked man um, oh, oh i know that guy both yeah. of those creepy entities are the same demon Ew, interesting within the, gotcha. um, <laughs> within the cosmere <laughs> <laughs> and uh so obviously we so within the conjuring universe which is just a fantastic series i guess of different mm-hmm. movies um we have like the conjuring we have the conjuring 2 the nun um we have annabelle and then oh, right hang out within the next couple of years we have the nun 2 and the crooked man movie coming out yo they're mm-hmm. making a crooked man movie i didn't yeah. know that exactly. oh really uh, didn't yeah. they also like do one about the like a court trial in which a dude was being tried for murder but he said the devil made him do it or something is that yes. right i, I think know. so but um, Valak is the like the overarching antagonist of pretty much all of these. Interesting, movies. man. They really I mean, suck at hunting him down. This guy's made it through like ten movies. I mean, he is a demon. Like, what do you? Do I mean, sure, right? but like that's also they got the freaking Warrens on their side. Those guys are supposed to be experts at freaking hunting down demons. What the heck, well, man? If you've seen the movies, that Valak is like like the the demon's arch nemesis is the Warrens. Um, right oh, okay so like they're he's just as much scared of them as they are of him i get it but i mean awesome. if you're like a demon i imagine he can live for quite a bit so we should just like wait a minute and no, he's, he's at the uh, end of his life he was reign of terror the mm-hmm. lore he or Valak was created at the creation and has lived ever since and will, i mean sounds like he's getting pretty old other than guys about to die like hell i don't think he can actually die uh, well, yeah so i'd think like he's like why is he even bothering with these pitters? I just gotta find my. You get bored. I just gotta find my demon killing knife, and then I'm good. I can kill him. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes. So, <laughs> is definitely among my favorite of the Conjuring series because okay. I, I just I like the old timey like what is it like happening like the old timey religion, uh, <laughs> eighteen somethings in Romania, and I just I like the feel. I like the aesthetic. Mm. this is pretty um, aesthetic it is so just a little bit about the nun we're not going to go through like the whole movie but oh it man it's at the carta monastery which is somewhere in romania and it was built by a duke uh hundreds of years aren't ago. they all 
and um, he became obsessed with dark magic and Satanism. Cool. And because you know, which all of us, all of us do at some point of our life, right? Yeah, and everybody goes through a Satanism phase. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's tale as old as time. Yep. Do you think and... this Duke like put on like dark eyeliner and like, <laughs> oh, like for sure was a, a hot topic t shirts and yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> and so he, you know, because of obviously, you once you become, you know, a eyeline wearing. <laughs> metalhead goth you uh you, you uh-huh. want to summon demons because that's what you Definitely. do i mean that's and, how else are you gonna fill your time into <laughs> the catacombs of this i guess at the time was not a monastery might have might have just been his house or something he's <laughs> just living in his house i don't know um he went down to the catacombs and tried to summon all these demons and apparently was quite successful and okay. then a, a like an army from the vatican came and killed him <laughs> sealed off the uh i don't really know if it was about it. It was like an army. the second crusades <laughs> it was this <laughs> one dude yeah I, I would assume it was like the like secret catholic army uh, uh, Vatican. swat <laughs> so they they seal off the demons within this these catacombs and the, the guy is now dead because he uh oh, what a shame shame on you for summoning demons and <laughs> or you should have summoned stronger crazy. demons <laughs> they obviously then you wouldn't, yeah. Then they, you wouldn't have died. Um, but then, hundreds of years later, the movie Nun is taking place. Okay. So it's uh, right. I don't know why I said eighteen forty because this happens after World War Two. Like a silly boy, I am. So nineteen fifties probably. Right. Um, the second best era. Post <laughs> um, <laughs> World War Two is not the best era. era. I mean. <laughs> I don't know if 1800s is the best era either, but oh, we're just nah. going to roll with it. History has no best eras in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so this monastery had been bombed um, in World oh, War II, and it released uh, one of the evil spirits or demons, which happens to be Valak, um, who was imprisoned. Hmm. And the the uh, monastery had been like, or had been rebuilt into a monastery, I believe, and now we have like nuns and stuff that live in monasteries, like nuns do. Perfect. And the wandering demon... around a haunted, demon-infested monastery Naturally. until they all die. Um, and yeah. then the 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 nun like basically like, puts out visions to the people, like the warrens that come. I don't know if it's the warrens at the time. I, I don't remember all the names, but basically, like they, sh- the the nun or the demon like portrays and puts visions in people's heads of like a mm. haunted monastery running perfectly and stuff but all the the townspeople have like terrible vibes and are terrified of the monastery and it's it's a mm-hmm. whole thing but i just find it very cool uh very cool movie and yeah so it takes the form of the nun and um uh basically like controls the nuns that stay alive which is two of them before one of them commits suicide and tends to be a nun to just mock people's faith um which she um exploits in with the main character uh the girl that came um because she was just so faithful and it was like terrifying like her biggest fear is like the uh, anti- makes sense yes it and is then, like a pretty like profane mockery to like masquerade around as like a like a stout believer you know like, seriously mm-hmm. and it kind of oh, go for it I was just gonna say, kind of shows like how powerful the demon is that, like, theoretically able to dress up in "quote unquote" holy 
uh, attire and theoretically have like a cross and everything on them and still be totally fine. Like not burning to death in those, mm-hmm. those symbols as well, which is like adds a little bit of intimidation as well. It's like, yeah, yo, it's kind of terrifying. That's how, you know, they're strong when they're able to survive that stuff and be like, yeah, yeah I mean, just, they're living in this monastery fun. where they're exactly. praying and doing all uh-huh. that is going to keep them away. And the, the yeah. just like chilling with them. Yeah. And just messing with them the entire time. It's just, that's so it's actually cool. next the level. Idea, the idea of it being a nun came from, I think it was during Conjuring 2 is when we were first introduced to the nun. Um, mm. When the director was trying to figure out what to do, he filmed pretty much the entire movie without the nun being involved. Um, mm-hmm. which only made, I think, two appearances. Um but he just he wasn't sure what he wanted to do so he talked to the the lady that the, the actual like warren lady like the actual person right. that stories are based on and she was just telling him that like what the what she saw was basically like a black cloaked figure and that's pretty much all he had to go on mm-hmm. and he was just like what's like what can i do that's really impactful it's really like just actually like super terrifying and so he came up with the anti-faith basically the nun and it's i think it was a very well done idea yeah i uh, mean i guess like you kind of don't think about it but they do like nuns do wear like those black robes can yeah. be very spooky if you don't know yeah it is terrifying so in the conjuring 2 um valak first appeared during a seance to determine whether or not a demonic presence was responsible for someone named uh, Ronald DeFeo Jr. murdering his family. And so we have the Warrens that come, and uh, Balak lures the Warren uh, wife into the basement. And um, basically just, she has a terrible experience, um, basically seeing this vision of a nun, and just torments Lorraine, that's her name. using a painting if you've seen the movie there's like a painting of the nun at like super creepy um, oh yeah the painting's awful <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh i'm definitely terrified of nuns now <laughs> i mean i already was but <laughs> and she sees like a vision of her husband being impaled um by a, a demon i think and it's just very just scary how well valak knows people like lorraine's but just demons can know your fears and stuff and um, we also are introduced, not maybe not introduced, but we also see the crooked man in this film. So it just h- how the Valak is able to like transition and become people's worst fears. Oh. Uh-huh. And um, so from these movies, I mean, I mean, so obviously we don't need to describe what Valak looks like. We we get the, we get a nun that just has like a creepy, gross face, and then like the crooked man. I don't know how to describe him. Like a weird looking. <laughs> you kind of. I don't know. He kind of reminds me of like a creepy, like really skinny version of. Uh, well, I mean, I guess he was already kind of skinny of the guy from Meet the Robinsons, uh, <laughs> Mike Yugubian, oh, because he's got the hat pulled all the way down over his eyes. It kind of looks how, like him, how do you like remember that guy's hat. name? <laughs> Mike Yugubian. That guy's Gosh. awesome. What a throwback! But yeah, I guess he Michael does have like Yugubian. that. He has like a red bowler hat. Uh huh. And then he's his pulled eyes down all the way over his eyes, just like they do in the movies. His eyes yeah, are creepy. like in the hat, which is weird. Like to me, it's just yeah, it's but creepy. I, That's funny. I really don't like him. Like his arms are like <laughs> jelly; they have no bones in them. Yeah, yeah, that's, they're weird. He gave he reminds me of like a 
like a, a stuffed it like one of those ragdoll kind of things where like he <laughs> kind of has a joint looks like he has to, ha, should have a joint but the arm doesn't bend at the joint necessarily and so it's like looks really weird yeah Ugh. that's what it kind of reminds me of we're here looking at pictures and i just i don't like it uh, <laughs> but a little bit about the demon's personality because obviously it's it's got to have at least some kind of personality for being alive since the beginning of literal everything no he's just a blank slate <laughs> so obviously if you've seen the movies we get a very cold wicked ruthless just horrible demon that tortures kills commits mass murder and just all of the atrocities in life of course but if you you know as watching through the movies and stuff you see just a purely intelligent thing too that's able to like strategize and which you would assume for being alive for so long but like it's not just like a i'm gonna scare you it's like very thought out which is kind of a shame because it'd be a lot more convenient if it was just a mindless monster but it also wouldn't make as many movies probably because it'd be yeah, dead. exactly <laughs> exactly less intimidating for sure just some of like it's like shown abilities throughout the movies um obviously we have like possession we have like the weird like contortions and other demonic powers which include like Force. i don't know like being scary and spooky <laughs> my favorite um, superpower being scary um, shape-shifting telepathy um being able to like block clairvoyance which if you don't know clairvoyance is watch our Loch Ness Monster we talked about oh yeah we do government cover-ups so true (laughs) (laughs) I don't see that word very often so that's I think the last time I used it but basically just like uh people that are able to connect to like the spirit world yeah yeah Um, isn't uh Lorraine Warren clairvoyant he is she is a clairvoyant yeah yeah that's why she's um, able to like see all the ghosts in the yeah i mean there's plenty of times where like like oh because what is it conjuring two the very end of it um they show a picture of like nuns which is like the precursor to the nut the, the nun right movie. and like sh- after all those years and of the picture existing she's able to see that there's a demon in the picture basically and that right like, um and then also, yeah, so manipulation and then just, like, intimidation in a demonic way. Yeah, I feel like just being a demon, like, just makes you yeah. straight up, like, one of the most intimidating beings that ever existed, you know? Yeah. And, like, the crazy thing about the blocking clairvoyance is that, like, he allowed that person to paint, like, a picture of him, right? He was like, mm-hmm. come and get me, you know, land some breadcrumbs just so that he could, uh, seriously, could, uh, like, screw with some more people. Like, you allow yourself to be taking pictures of, like you you allow certain things that just is just to like build up your like your intro and then you come yeah. it's like it's awful so fun fact about this creature this demon it's actually based off of a real well it's based a real demon a, a demon within our own universe oh interesting so uh Ooh. It has a couple names because it's, you know, hundreds, if not thousands of years old, different language and stuff. So Valak is the name that it's most commonly used by today. But we have like Alex, Valu, Valak, 
millions of other names and stuff. <laughs> but this has the title of a just a. It's got a great title. It's Balak, the mighty great president of hell. Wow, the bureaucracy no, man. That feels like a name that he gave himself. <laughs> to make himself um, and he apparently has thirty legions of demons under his command. Yeah, he thinks he does anyway. I mean, it seems a little small, but nonetheless well, terrifying. It, it, he's not, How many is a legion? So, um, for you guys, if you want to go to the little link that I have, but anyone else, you can look up the Lesser Key of Solomon, and mm-hmm. you can see a whole um, list of all the different demons that people have. Um, you know, there's 72. So the Lesser Key of Solomon is basically a manuscript of... Uh, oh, wow. That was compiled a couple hundred years ago, but it's, if not hundreds, probably thousands of years old. Older than that. Um, it was made in like the 17th century, I think. And um, basically just like a demonology book. It's really cool. Um, True. I suppose. And so he's like, yeah, that's pretty he's like a lesser, lesser demon of all of the 72. He's like 62, I think. Dang. Dang. <laughs> yeah. And depending on different... Dude's like, not winning the battle royale. He's gone from like 50 to like 60s and stuff, but he's never close to like so like for instance people might recognize like uh bale ball or whatever his name is uh-huh uh, he's number one um and so it goes gotcha. like king to dukes to princes so president is actually one of the lower um that sucks yeah <laughs> so him having three i mean 30 legions of demons yes is small because he's not like he's he's not winning any small time demon i guess prize. Hey, I mean, that's still a lot of demons. That's still like 90,000 to 180,000 demons under his command. That's right. That's is no that laughing matter. Legion a legion is between 3,000 to 6,000. Okay. So, yeah. Well, I mean, I take it back. That's a lot of demons. <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty good <laughs> amount of demons. That's, I was curious how many a legion was. And, you know, I, I, I can't really laugh at a guy who's got that many people under right. his control. I mean, it's fair. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm not the president of hell. Yeah. <laughs> Thousands of dudes under my command. So what am I saying? Right. So mm-hmm. if we go to like Ball and um, Argus and some of like the like demons that a lot of people know, there's going to be a lot of lore, a lot of stuff about it. But oh, yeah. it's definitely one of the smaller demons. Um, and so we don't get too much, but we do we do get something. So he doesn't have much to do with anything that's in the Conjuring universe, but it's fine. Um, mm-hmm. Luck is a demon described uh, in the Gothic uh, grimoires. Um, we get him in. Um, I forget exactly which books it is, because um, there's like six books. I think there's the Ars Go- uh, Goetta. We have the Ars Thergia Goetta, and I'm not gonna name all of them. There's like five books. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, so and these are all like demonology. They're all demonology books. Yep, all compiled into what we have: the the Lesser Key of Solomon. Oh, okay. Okay. If you ever want to learn about uh, demons, it it there is there is a whole book about it. Um, it sounds like a dense read, <laughs> but he—I mean, sounds fascinating. He does. It does. A but... Angelically winged boy riding a two-headed dragon. <laughs> um. So if you guys nice. up, he's it's it's yeah. He was that picture. A dragon, like it's like it's like a cupid riding a dragon. That's it's a very tiny dragon, or a very very intimidating, or a really big baby. <laughs> Yeah, does that baby have a mustache or a beard? I think it just—it does look that way. Maybe that's blood. Let's, let's say that it could be yeah. a little bit of like just compressed 
artistry. I don't know how else to describe it from like an old image. Um, out of intimidation, I want to say it's blood just to make him seem at least a little bit more frightening. Right. But um, he's not even like that. I mean, like for someone that commands 30 legions, he's attributed to finding treasures and he can like <laughs> control snakes and other serpents and he's able to like find them, control them and like, I don't know, whatever else, which I guess is why he rides dragon if they're considered serpents i guess um so he's like a demon loki yeah and 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 you know how like magicians are always like attributed to like satan and stuff so he like works mm-hmm. magicians to give them secret knowledge and gives them the snakes that they obviously need hmm. and this guy sounds great yeah yeah right um but other than that helping out there's everybody. really not too much about him but he but he is known to be like it is known in in the in the realm of being evil he's known as being helpfully evil like by helping people that that like you know like okay so like you know if if you were like working for a demon if like you like were owned by a demon you'd think you'd be getting like tortured and like right enslaved by them like he might be more like a nice demon doing evil like here i'm just gonna help (laughs) you find this treasure for working yeah as far as your firstborn child (laughs) as far as evil goes he's like on like the pretty like benevolent slash maybe just like like mischievous evil side rather than like totally truly like demonic yeah makes sense which is kind of ironic because of with him being the main antagonist for these books or these movies it's like this guy's not even the worst of the bunch. Yeah, He's well, relatively which, benign which, comparatively. Which is terrifying, right? Because what if the uh-huh. series keeps going and they finally do like lock up Valak? Like, oh, they've got 62 demons more powerful than him. So like, we've got, <laughs> got a list to go to work up towards. Um, yeah, it took 10 movies to just take on him. We're going to be, this is going to be the longest series of movies series ever. <laughs> but I, I do think it is a cool idea where they did choose wisely if that it was even a thought process for them because like yeah i mean like in a world full of demons this one is giving you know people that are supposed to be like the best of the best this much trouble like oh boy yeah like wait until he goes and tattles on we his big brother Bale, yeah. you know <laughs> but uh yeah, yeah so i'm just i'm really excited for the new movies to come out and so that's why i was like I was excited to do these. I just didn't have as much information as I wanted to because there's just not too much. So I was like, this is going to be a perfect time to do this. Yeah. Makes sense. Absolutely. And uh, I guess kind of now is come time for me to do. Kind of now. Kind of now, maybe possibly. But uh, in the spirit of awesome and scary movies, uh, I wanted to do one on... The Monster House from Monster House. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So scary, they named the movie after it. I mean, yeah, it's like, who doesn't know the absolute 2006 classic movie oh. that is an unforgettable 10 out of 10 Monster House? But it's just, Definitely. It's just so uncanny and lifelike animation that just looks like Plato. <laughs> <laughs> it does. But oh, man. I, I guess I should ask. Have you guys seen like the the movie Monsters? Oh, never seen it. Really? <laughs> no, I've totally. It's a freaking classic. Love it. I think everybody from like the two thousands has seen it. Definitely. Oh, I I 
used to love this movie. I thought it was a freaking treasure, best I movie ever. And I've mean... watched it again recently, and it is still good, but like I agree, like there are definitely some visual flaws at the very least yes, on this movie. It, like, um... It's not aged greatly. I mean, it's it's aged a little bit like milk, and that you know it's kind of <laughs> a little curdly, you know, like yeah, I mean, a little bit. Of you don't have to throw out of the fridge yet, you know. You can kind of debate for a couple more weeks whether you could maybe yeah. use it until it gets just it's like a wrong. day past the expiration day, and you're like, ah, it's kind of okay. I might see some chunks floating around in the top, Whoa. but it's probably fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You just like filter those out, pour it through a strainer, you're good. Oh, oh god! Please, no, please tell me you guys are kidding. <laughs> I am, I am, oh I am. no! Uh, don't, don't drink. Totally milk. kidding. Yeah, our milk might be the true enemy. <laughs> yes, definitely joking. But anyway, back to Monster House. Okay, so I su- I suppose we should give a little story synopsis for anybody that haven't hasn't seen this, and or you could just pause right now, go watch the movie, and then come back. Call yeah, I I mean like all in all, I think this is a pretty good movie. You know, mm-hmm. like it's. A good movie if you have like some younger kids, uh, like you got some of your children that you can't watch like The Conjuring or stuff like that. <laughs> you know? Too many black, black, <laughs> bloody Marys. Yeah, yeah, there you, yeah go. you had too many bloody Marys. Probably be a really great watch, man. Guarantee it. Mm-hmm. But so, so uh, this a movie of Monster House opens in like a average mid two thousand sub suburban neighborhood and. This being technically a horror movie, we have to have like all the classic tropes, you know, of like a group of mildly de- dejected children. In this case, <laughs> we have three of them that are kind of our main cast and crew, which is like DJ Walters, Jenny, and of course, you got your token like chubby fat kid. Of chowder. course, you gotta. Because you gotta have kid. it. Who gets it's named funny. after like it's a just innately funny, right? Yeah. <laughs> that sucks. Yeah, kids curse for life. <laughs> but uh you also have like some other tropes like the irresponsible babysitter that has just a total douchebag boyfriend that's like way older than she is and then you yeah. have like a skeezy but informative high schooler <laughs> that works at like a ar- arcade or pizza place and you know that's where you get like all the supernatural like lore and how to defeat the beast you know? yeah yeah but i was just thinking about this and this is actually like kind of the same setup that stranger things and like it i was in kind of a way i was <laughs> just thinking hilarious. i was like literally every single one of these tropes is in stranger things and I was yeah like, that's a little bit sad how tropey it is i mean i think it's probably I mean, meant I mean, it to be that way yeah but yeah it is it, funny it's, it, these are definitely horror tropes that work and so for sure you know, i mean this is kind of one of the ones that uh that did it first ish i think yeah, probably yeah. sure I don't know. But anyway, on to like kind of the main story. So we have our gang of kids. They're at this time just being like an overall nuisance in their neighborhood, mm-hmm. as they do. You know, just throwing basketballs everywhere, breaking oh, cars. I hate like the that. kids that throw the basketballs all all, <laughs> all the time I see them. Dang them. Yeah. So they're Those dang around, kids. And they throw them into a particular yard that's quite infamous to them. And this yard is uh is owned by a old crotchety man. I don't use that word lightly. This dude is really <laughs> looking like he's related to Gollum. You know? It's so true. But this is Mr. Nebercracker, and he comes out, and he's just absolutely on a tear, man. This dude is looking for blood because, like, 
you threw a basketball in his yard. How dare you? And one thing leads to another, and DJ and Chowder eventually think that they that they killed Mr. Nevercracker. You know, DJ Chowder. That sounds like a freaking DJ and last of a rave. Yeah, D- <laughs> this dude's got the best mixes. <laughs> anyway, uh, I hear there's free so, food at the venue. Oh, and sick. it's all just clam chowder. I wouldn't <laughs> But uh, so then comes the major twist of the story is not only did DJ and Chowder think that they killed Mr. Nevercracker, but also the house that he was living in is as dumb as them. And it's <laughs> that Mr. Nevercracker died as well. And that the kids killed Wait, him. What do you mean the house thinks? The house is alive in this what? movie. It's a monster house. I, I feel know. like that was like, in the name, dude. I mean, how did you not pick that up? Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> nice. haven't seen the movie. I was trying to, I was trying to <laughs> lean on them, help them out a little bit. <laughs> yeah, so this house vows vengeance against the children. And I mean, we have a, a lot of like hijinks to go throughout the movie. You know, there's all sorts of crazy and wacky stuff, like all the like kids Halloween pissing thing. some soda bottles. Or, they make oh a dummy classic. cough medicine <laughs> to put the house classic. to sleep, as you do. And they get arrested, you know, because you got to do that. Yeah. And eventually, uh, the kids and the police get eaten by the house. Yep. Oh, wow. Yeah. So then they're just thrust into this monster house. Uh, and it's probably not as bad as you might think, you know, and both like, because you would imagine being inside a house that's a monster might be a little goopy. Sounds pretty bad. This one is not. You know, and the house actually isn't too bad. It looks inside, like how it looks inside. It's just kind of your basic old ass wooden house, you know, that probably looks like it should be condemned. But I mean, mm. old man's got to live somewhere, right? I suppose so. Yeah. But uh, if you were also wondering on kind of what the monster house actually looks like, I actually think its design is like pretty brilliant, honestly. As like, yeah. Uh, it like if you're younger, like kind of maybe around like twelve or like eight or so, actually looks like pretty terrifying. Like, cause the the porch slats are all like kind of propped up and like broken in ways that look like really super jagged teeth that would just like give you so many splinters. And then like the the second story windows are like this bright glowing orangish yellow, and those kind of are eyes and then also has like some other features like angry eyebrows and like a nose with the rest of the house so i mean just as it is the house always looks like perpetually pissed off which i I think just adds to the horrifyingness of it uh the monster house also controls the lawn and trees on the property because i guess it's part of the house you know wonder how far down that goes uh so back to inside the house is as these kids are kind of uh, exploring around the house, the very structures in the house uh, kind of look like human anatomy, particularly like the mouth and the front entryway. There's like a tongue that's like the uh, runway rug. And then there's like a uvula. And it also has a throat full of sharp blades, which is pretty scary. Um, but everything in the house is also able to kind of like break itself apart and animate to repel intruders and these are like chairs or vents and light fixtures and stuff like that so like the house is able to defend itself from the inside it's pretty crazy 
but uh, as the kids continue exploring, they find what appears to be a large woman's body covered in concrete. And this is surrounded by flowers and pictures as if it were a grave. And I don't know, man. Like, uh, if there was an old man that looked like Mr. Nevercracker in my neighborhood, I would definitely think he freaking killed somebody and stuffed them in his basement. Hmm. Seriously, just... like, I, when I was growing up, I thought that, like, the creepy neighbors or people had killed people in their houses and buried them without any kind of evidence. And now these kids yeah. find actual evidence in the basement. It's like 100% lock the guy up. Yeah, this is like, geez, man, this, this dude, Mr. Nevercracker, is a menace. But uh, the kids also being the absolute geniuses that they are, they defile the grave by destroying the concrete form and revealing a skeleton inside. And this, uh, reasonably so, infuriates the monster house. But then, you may be wondering at this time is, how the heck did the monster house become a monster house? Like, what's up with this? We know that there's a weird, like, dead body in the basement, but what's going on? Did Mr. Nevercracker, like, stab somebody to death? Or did, like... I don't know. Is he a great sculptor? Like, what's going on? <laughs> a great sculptor. Sounds like Mr. Nevercracker. I, I, I think he was following in the footsteps of uh, the previous Duke guy and decided to build a <laughs> creepy house and then start summoning demons down in the basement. That's my and they, they could just got stuck in the concrete. They couldn't <laughs> make mean, all the way through into the house. Yeah, <laughs> they were trying to dig up from the hell, got up to the <laughs> yeah. basement, and then couldn't quite make it through the bottom. Floor. Demon's worst uh, yeah. weakness is concrete, obviously. Oh, everybody knows. Yeah, you got a you got a demon infested house is filled with concrete. I mean, easy like, solution. Solution. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, at this time, we when we have all these questions kind of bouncing around in our young little minds that are scared as crap, uh, Mister Nevercracker of all people comes back from the hospital. He didn't die, and he actually comes back in a hijacked ambulance like this dude is insane and uh he later reveals that he was once married to a woman named constance oh, and his him. yeah and his wife uh used to be held captive by a traveling circus and they used her as wow. a attraction calling her the giant giantess <laughs> and Rude. this was because she was uh quite large to say the least uh mr nevercracker definitely Liked a whole lot of women, you know. Props to him. But uh, so then he continues on and says that uh, he rescued his wife and they went off to go build a house together. But when they were pouring the foundations, some kids started to pester Constance. And she, of course, hates kids as they pestered her when she was in the circus and all throughout. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Uh, like her life because she just looked pretty funny to them so they like threw rocks and like tomatoes and all sorts of things like kids that. are the worst i will stand by that forever kids are awful man and sometimes they can be like the absolute like cruelest people seriously you know? thankfully but... most people grow up and learn to be at least not if if they don't think nice things at least they don't say mean things out loud most of the time yeah i mean you can help but yeah I mean... most people not everybody <laughs> but yeah. But anyway, so uh, these kids are pestering uh, Constance, and uh, she does the logical thing 
in which she grabs a axe and proceeds Naturally. to like threaten them. So I mean, that's not that's not very cool. I mean, like no matter what kids are doing to you, unless they're what are we trying to kill you? I don't think you should threaten Seriously. them with murder. Yeah, never um, take advice from Jason. He is not a good person to model after. Yeah, no. We've we've the machetes for cutting through the jungle, please. <laughs> but uh, she ends up kind of like spinning around weirdly. She just like oddly loses her balance and falls <laughs> into the house's foundations. And Naturally. She dies and is covered in concrete. And <laughs> as you do, she possesses the house because I guess that's how that works. I mean, yeah. You get buried in the house, you get possessed by that, or you possess the house. Happens. It's where every gravestone in a graveyard is actually haunted. Every gravestone is. It's crazy. Dang, man. That's why people like having like these huge statues. Man. Uh-huh, uh-huh. You can take over the statue and start moving around. Man, I'm going to have my like gravestone statue be like a Gundam. Man, That'll be so cool. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, even in death, Constance hates kids. And as the monster house is always looking to like essentially kill them. Like it's kind of crazy as a, like a kid's movie is that she's out for blood like constantly. And as Halloween in the movie is like around the corner, they're like, man, we got to put a stop to this. Cause this could turn into a real problem. Like could, could be a bloodbath, you know? <laughs> so uh, even more interesting is that Mr. Nevercracker, uh, this menacing like, old man that has this terrible reputation in the neighborhood with the kids is actually just uh has this like child hating persona to protect children from his uh wife house's rat so good of him yeah i know it's actually kind of romantic (laughs) poor guys like having to put on a show of being mean just to like try and protect people (laughs) yeah but i mean at this time in the movie we got a house to kill so how course, the heck yeah. do you kill a house, right? <laughs> mm, there's so many tasty options. Uh, I mean, we could yeah. uh, uh, foreclose it, you know, get the government foreclose involved. Foreclose it, it for uh-huh. sure. <laughs> yeah, get the government involved and uh, condemn it for being uh, unsafe. And then uh, you just abandon it. I feel like those are the best ways from living in Detroit. That's all they do. <laughs> Yeah, well, let me just uh, let me just call the like the government house inspector. He'll be here yeah. in like six to eight weeks. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's fine. Just, just wait on it. Mm-hmm. Excuse but, me, house, please. You need to stop. They're gonna be here any month now. Yeah, like, could you just like take a seat? Like, I'm sure they'll be here any minute. And like, you know. But uh, also at this time, the house is like going ballistic and ripping itself out of the foundations using like trees as limbs to move around. And as these kids ain't no normal kids, there's some horror movie kids, uh, Chowder grabs a excavator and just starts ripping into the house with it. This kid is insane. (laughs) But uh, after ripping the house to pieces, they look at like the defeated pile of stones and broken wood in triumphant victory. And they're like, yeah, we won. Nailed it. It's just that easy. Yeah, but this wasn't all. The house wasn't dead yet. What a twist. <laughs> they should have lit it on fire. Have the most epic bonfire ever. They really should have. There would have been so much so much asbestos in that house, but like it's worth <laughs> oh, it. No. You're <laughs> not even wrong though. It's the sacrifice you must make to burn down this house. The true horror of the monster house is the yeah. <laughs> asbestos in the walls. <laughs> the permanent damage they did to their lungs from this adventure. 
You're gonna give me mesothelioma. No. Oh you man, if you or a family member has been affected, no. At age 16, they die from influenza. <laughs> yeah, you know it. Yeah, it's the worst. It's the biggest killer. <laughs> Yeah, but so this house uh, reforms again, this time into a even more horrible amalgam of splintered wood. It actually looks like a house-sized puffer fish. It's <laughs> so like, I mean, like, that's not a very scary description, but in the movie, man, and you're a little it's, kid, this is No, terrifying. for sure, I just wouldn't have thought puffer fish. But I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm down with it. That would have been the first, that would not have been the first description I had, but it is an accurate is. description for sure. I mean, Act. porcupine with a big mouth? I don't know what else. It reminds me of like a lamprey, honestly. What the heck is a lamprey? It's just like a, kind of like a, like a leech kind of a thing, where it's just like really scary, big circular mouth thing that's going to like latch oh, on you and just oh, suck oh. your eye. But it's not spiky, is it? It's not. Uh, no, no. It's where it's like a spiky, scary lamprey. Okay, okay, fine. No, no, it's, those mouths freak me out. Anything that has a mouth like that. Oh yeah, like the circular mouth, like uh-huh. teeth, terrifying. Yeah, but uh, so the house isn't dead, and the excavator that they used to like kill it before is uh currently being eaten, I believe. So not very cool, not very pog. Um, and Mister Nevercracker, being the responsible adult that he is, is like, I am too old and frail to kill this house myself. So Naturally. here's some dynamite, small child, <laughs> DJ. Go blow this house to hell. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. What a what a responsible adult thing to do. Yeah. So uh, DJ, this like twelve year old kid, has to climb up like this huge crane and drop some dynamite into the furnace of the house, explode exploding it, destroying its heart, and setting it free. Oh. And there we have a wonderful conclusion to a epic movie. Ten out of ten. Would watch again every single <laughs> Halloween for the rest of my life. I was gonna say would watch again. I think it's have watched again. <laughs> I'm watching at least right a couple now. of times. What are you guys? Yeah, I I started it at the beginning of this episode and have been watching it in the background. Uh, I do think it is on Hulu currently. They took it off. Of is it? Is, oh man, I'm annoying. just gonna say. Last I saw it was on Netflix. That's a shame. But it's gone. Yeah. So if you if you need a cool. Halloween movie that you haven't watched in a while and you haven't watched Monster House in a while or you haven't watched it at all, go watch this movie, what man. Is, yeah, you missed it out. Crazy. It's a darn shame. It only has like a 6.6 on like is that MTV all? or whatever. It has that high of a rating? <laughs> hey, man. It's not that bad of a it's, movie, okay? Hey, no, it's a good, it's a good bad movie. It's How a kid's you. movie, though. That's like all kids' movies, <laughs> you know? I think maybe it's a bad good movie. That also could Honestly. be true. I don't really. There's a whole. That's a whole like dichotomy that I'm just not ready to get into. Uh uh-huh. Oh man, yeah, I'm not a movie reviewer, but anyway, we're doing for men. But I think that's kind of our uh, Halloween special. Holy smokes, man! Like I can't believe this has been our second one that we've done. Like we've been going for close to two years now. Yeah, it's amazing. Absolutely Oof. madness. I hate the constant flow of time it it paralyzes me with fear oh man but he's marching onward what a terrible monster that one is. yeah that's the real monster next halloween we're gonna be talk covering time it's killed more people than anything not even wrong crazy <laughs> but uh i hope that you're listening to this on a very spooky halloween maybe handing out some candy 
maybe uh, you're having some adult beverages responsibly, you know? If you're of age. If you're of age. Well, that goes into responsibly, right? Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm going to give Bloody Marys yes. another try. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, <laughs> maybe try a Bloody Mary. Uh, I won't be because not fond memories of those. I know they're but, garbage, so. Uh, yeah, I hope this finds you on a very spooky Halloween. Thank you all for listening. Like This has been a wonderful experience for us. What a fun time of the year, fun epic month to close us out with. And What a treat. We are going to be taking next week off. Just uh, give ourselves a little bit of a break from this epic month. But, but if you're hope... watching this anytime in the future, you will literally never notice. You will have so many episodes to watch. And if you've only seen or listened to our first couple of episodes, you can always go back and watch one of our older ones. Got some great ones like Nessie, I think we mentioned. Mm-hmm. Is, uh, is a pretty good one. Time crystals in that one, of all things. Yeah. Spoiler <laughs> alert, time crystals. Uh, yeah, just a little teaser. clairvoyance getting abducted by the government. Like, come on. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. And ghost plesiosaurs? Wild. Yes. <laughs> it's but, confusing. I, yeah, I as always, uh, if you are passionate about uh, staring into mirrors, making yourself hallucinate, or super okay, scary movies time. like The Conjuring, or you just are an absolute Monster House fanatic and you want to share with us, you're just... I think that just goes to show... Super strong emotions with it. I think it just goes to show how diverse Halloween can be. Yeah, absolutely. No kidding. And Seriously. If you have a, a favorite spooky movie that you think is like pretty diverse as well, hit us up on like Twitter or TikTok. Let us know. We'd love to know. Maybe add some spookiness to our Halloween as well. Perfect. But with that, I think we will wish you a wonderful holiday season. And we will catch you in another week.